Welcome to the Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast with your host, Steve Abramowitz, editor-in-chief of the Mill Creek View newspaper. Thank you, Steve, and welcome back to the Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast. Last show of June, half the year is gone, and happy 4th of July, y'all. We're taking a well-deserved break for producer Steve's Tuesday for Independence Day, but never fear, we'll be back Wednesday and Thursday, and a new CEO special will be out Monday morning, episode three. Don't miss it. If you haven't heard of it yet, check it out, one, two, and three, to spend some good time with. Those are so fun interviewing good business folks. Okay, today we are focusing on the volunteer state and our nation today with always an interesting person making a positive change in our community, this time talking to Steve about some recent <laughs> media hits I've done. But first, for more information about the Mill Creek View podcast, visit us anywhere you get your podcasts and socials at Mill Creek View, Tennessee, now Mill Creek View, Florida, and always Mill Creek View, Washington. Some really, really powerful shows there too. While you're there, please subscribe to them so you don't miss a single one. And welcome to our People in the News episode, where I interview people who are making an impact and are lovers of truth. One's named Steve, the other's name is Steve. Well, here I was talking on front lines with Malik Abdul and Jamal Thomas in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. And I'm not a single issue voter or anything, but that's such a turnoff for me. And you can have a position on the vaccines. That's right. But we live in a country where our kids are required to take these very vaccines and there are we aren't growing third arms and all of that type of stuff. So stop putting out this element in this vaccine may do this. Yes, there are side effects to every drug. Yes. Including a vaccine. So. For me, his position is a on, fail. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I don't like well, his position. Big, listen, listen, it's a bigger issue, though, because that resonates with a lot of That's people. That's not me. You might want to Coming to you live out of our station in Washington, D.C. And let's talk Hunter Biden. We've talked about the audio or the WhatsApp um, clip or the WhatsApp document where Hunter is basically using his dad for leverage in order to muscle um, a Chinese businessman out of money. We're joined with Steve Abramovich. He is host of Milk Creek View podcast and CEO of Milk Creek View. Um, yeah, Milk Creek View. Steve, welcome to the show. How you doing this morning? Hey, guys. Great to be back. How are y'all? I am doing fine. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Abramowitz. Pretty close. There's no witch. It's a witch. Abramowitz. Abramowitz. Thank you very much. I always want to get the name right before I talk to somebody. So I want to play this clip. Let's, and I want to get the engineer to pull the clip up. Um, Corrine Jean-Pierre and John Kirby were asked about the WhatsApp text message that Hunter Biden basically sent to a Chinese businessman. And I want to play this clip. None of them wanted to answer this particular question. And right here, and I'll just read it. He says, this is Hunter. He's talking to Raymond Zhao. Um, and this was revealed by the Ways, House Ways and Means Commission uh, Committee. This was last month, but it was made available last Thursday. And this is, of course, by the leaker. Um, Gary Shapley, and he says right here, quote, I'm sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. He continues, tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. This is, he continues, and Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. That is pretty 
bold by Hunter Biden using his dad as a club in order to beat the businessman into form. Let's play the clip um, of Karine Jean-Pierre responding to this. Let's play the clip. Have you spoken to the president about this? Have you asked him whether he was there with his son on July 30th? This is not a conversation that I've had with the president. You've stated that the president stands by his comment from the 2020 campaign that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings. I, what I will say is nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And I will leave it there. Anything else, I will refer you to the White House counsel. This is not a change. I just answered the question. Didn't want to answer that. I just answered that question. And John Kirby? John Kirby thing? ran out the room also. We played the clip for John Kirby yesterday where John Kirby was like, I'm not going to answer anything about that. They asked him to press them further, in which John Kirby got up and fled out the room at top pace. Um, give me a take on this. They have to answer this, right? I mean, I listened to the Max Pelosi. Pelosi wanted to talk about her vagina and reproductive rights. They asked, I think it was Jeffries. <laughs> Jeffries wanted to talk about something else that had nothing to do with this. Oh, Republicans, they just keep bringing this stuff up. Yeah, it's a big deal. The vice president or the current president of the U.S. said he had nothing to do with his son's business dealings. And here we have a clip or uh, of WhatsApp that nobody has impeached. Everybody accepts that the WhatsApp message is real with him doing just that, his kid using his dad as a political club in order to get financial favors. Give me a take on this. Somebody has the answer for this, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would think so. The difference here between now and, say, the 90s is, or even 2000s is when Hillary Clinton joked, you know, I love Snapchat because the messages disappear. Well, <laughs> these, guys were, these guys were so amateur that they used the wrong app, and uh, now there's a paper trail, so to speak, a digital paper trail. And, you know, can I just say one thing? You, well, hopefully more than one thing, but you you mentioned the person, uh, Gary Shapley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. Shapley. That dude, that dude is actually with the IRS. Yes. Longstanding, you know, well-respected. He's actually a whistleblower. Yes, he is. And he pointed out that there was $400,000 in income that Sportsman, Mr. Biden, younger Biden, received in 2014 from the Ukrainian energy company, Burisma. Burisma. The statute of limitations has expired on that. So there's no penalty for that chunk of change, but the rest of it is all timely, and that's what we're talking about, up to like $6 million from CEFC, China Energy's Patrick Ho, who was, quote-unquote, the spy master of China. We're talking some serious, serious payola here, and that's a problem. And the other thing I've mentioned is good old Mr. Hunter Biden, who the only thing I have in common with him is he was born a year before me on the same day. He deducted payments to prostitutes at a Los Angeles sex club from his 2018 taxes, according to that same whistleblower, <laughs> Gary Shapley. So those are taxpayer funds that they kept uh, while also getting Secret Service protection and whatnot. So this yeah, guy was writing off pretty bad. He was writing off payments to prostitutes <laughs> on his taxes. Not only that, sir, but he was writing off the $10,000 membership uh, fee to a well-known sex club. If you've ever seen that Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman movie, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, it was based on that. Uh -huh. He was writing the 10,000 deduction from, it's called Sanctum, S-N-C-T-M, Private Membership Club. I bet he was in Heidi Fleiss's book, but that's speculation on my part. But we know this has a fact. So Damon Lawner owned that club, and Hunter Biden behaved so badly, grabbing lady parts, I'll just say, that he was kicked out being such a princeling 
This is like Uday Hussein type of behavior. How do you get kicked out of a sex club? Anyway. So the, the, so and your question. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That's my point. He's busted, but there are some, some serious statute of limitations running out here, which is why when you hear Jean-Pierre or John Kirby run for the hills and say, talk to my lawyer, talk to my lawyer, they can't spin this anymore. You know, the Clintons were masters at spinning. These folks, the Bidens, have spun themselves into such a corner. There's only one place to go, and it's because there's a paper trail. And I want to hear from the Secret Service, because they were there the whole time, From which I know it's that's taboo. We don't want the Secret Service to tell tales because, you know, they're supposed to be secret. But this is criminality, possibly treason. And we have James Baker. Or sorry, James Biden. Sorry, James Baker. I didn't mean to slander you. So the uncle. The uncle was the one who was putting this poor crack addict son with a sex addiction and a porn addiction out there to do international ginormous deals uh, to get rich. And that's just terrible. Wow. Well, this is in 2020, the search warrant revealed that the exchange between Hunter and Zhao, which resulted in nearly $5 million in a series of payments to the 53-year-old's firm, Owasco PC. It says the INS investigators alleged that Justice Department prosecutors denied their request to look further into Hunter's text or obtain location data, and that the Department of Justice attorney suggested that the first son may have been lying about his father being there. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. doesn't at matter. All. And at all. I, not that I expect... Well, that you know, there's ways to figure that out, right? All they gotta do is look at the same geofencing data that they did in with um, uh, two thousand mules, and that would either put him at the house, which I believe it does, but it wouldn't matter because Secret Service is right there with the president and vice president all t- all day long. Well, all you, know- you have to do is say, yeah, we were there that at t- that time and location, we were there. But what difference does it make? The money trail is the thing. The Moscow mayor's wife, ex-wife. Who sent him five million dollars there's a wire look at the bank account there's the, the 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 one you just mentioned the six million from cefc there's the there's all of these payments they were either made or they weren't how does a guy like joe biden who's been in the senate since 1974 three years after i was born four years after hunter was born become a mega multimillionaire if he's not got what i like to call Democrat elite privilege. Well, and, you know, and so we've actually, so Jamal and I, we've actually been talking about the fact that um, drug addict aside, because they've been trying to cover this as this is just a story of drug addiction and a father's love. um, But this is, these are not the things that drug addicts actually do. um, And that there were no, no questions like Biden didn't raise any questions about how is it that his son was making $83,000 a month with no experience in the actual industry? I refuse to believe that they didn't have these type of conversations or okay. Biden didn't know where the money was coming from. And I didn't. Something else I didn't expect was for us to talk about sex clubs. But I went and actually pulled the article, and you're exactly yes. right. Da- Damon Lawner. So Damon Lawner was founder of this sex club called Sanctum. It was, I guess, based out of Los Angeles. It's an exclusive um, sex club. And he had now, he, um, tw- well, he made a post on Instagram that he ultimately ended up deleting, which he said Hunter was a member at Sanctum, and I canceled his membership after one party because he's a scumbag. Wow. As in response to that, um, Lawner, they said he had, 
had been reportedly booted from the club, and according to a spokesperson, he was banned for life for infringing on the club's code of conduct. Wow. So they yeah. banned. You know that he deducted hotel rooms for his father and drug dealer from his taxes. Wow. And they yeah, paid I mean, stuff on the, said that Hunter Biden deducted expenses for hotel rooms for one of his drug dealers or what we believe to be one of his drug dealers. Mm, 75,000. <laughs> I was not a good guy. 75,000. So the sex club was $75,000 a year. <laughs> but he only paid 10. He never paid the whole amount. He tried to, he tried to skirt it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, here's, that's, here's where it gets that's nasty, impressive. Guys. Here's where it gets nasty. So, so they were tipped off that they were going to um, investigate his storage locker in Northern Virginia. Well, that was the other part, right? That was the other whistleblower pointing out that they tipped him off on stuff, on search warrants yep. that were and coming up. So we had the opportunity to obstruct. That's a crime. We, Donald Trump has been accused of obstructing justice. So has General Flynn. So has Carter Page. All of these people who on the other side of the aisle were getting uh, attacked and accused, and it led to you know Adam Schiff being censored. But these guys got tips ahead of time. You ever see the movie The, the Departed? Mm-hmm. DiCaprio and Martin Sheen? Same thing, right? That's, that's what they did. Is the internal workings, the deep state at the FBI said, hey, you better move that. Uh, we're on our way to check it out. And all of a sudden it was empty, like Geraldo's uh, Al Capone vault. Well, here you go. Um, same type of thing. So there's, it's funny, I think. It's fun to talk about the sex room and how he was just such a degenerate they didn't even want him there. And I, I found the illegal club, I guess. It should be, I don't know. I didn't look into the legality of it. But he, he they did, they, this is serious criminality. And we have him, you know, it's the vice president at the time, son, now the president's son, but there he is at the award ceremony this weekend. There he is flying off to Camp David, big smiles. It's kind of a slap in the face to the taxpayers or the normal people who, you know, pay taxes and follow the rules. Because if you and I did any of this, even lying on a form to get a gun like he did, which ended up in the garbage can at a high school, mm-hmm. uh, we'd be in big trouble. Well, I guess um, the question is what happens jail, now? Right. I mean, because Biden, look, uh, the sex club and stuff is funny. It is interesting. But I guess the catch becomes, okay, was Biden sitting in the room? And if he wasn't sitting in a room, did he get a piece of the money? that Hunter Biden was basically using his dad to leverage to get the money for. Because Hunter Biden is clearly saying that his father was involved yeah. in it, whether or not it was and true. By the way, he said this more than once yeah. when he was in the, in the, the emails. You guys, haven't heard the tape. you guys haven't heard the tapes of Biden himself talking on the phone saying that the FBI is not on the case. They're in the clear. Go ahead and deliver. That, that's out there. You can Google that. It, uh, Dan Bongino played it the other day. It, it exists. So the being in the room doesn't even matter. Like I said, it's did you take the money? That's what Teapot Dome was all about, if you remember that. But the problem is, to answer your question, in my opinion, no, because there's no Department of Justice members that are willing to do anything. You have to have whistleblowers from the IRS. Merrick Garland blocked, maybe lied to Congress because he said that they this didn't happen. None of this is happening. That they, that they didn't block the investigation. Or you read the quote where they wanted to make it a federal crime, and they said no. But instead, they pleaded down to some misdemeanor where he served zero time to make it go away. I don't think it's going to go away because my listeners, the people that call my show or email my show, they want to see justice. They want to know that if they committed these crimes or if their children committed these crimes, there would be serious repercussions. But the princeling, it isn't happening. And, of course, there's no one ever talks about the uncle. 
Uncle James. Oh, James. Yeah. He was the one doing all this while Biden was just doing his merry thing in the Senate for 50 years. Oh, Steve, man, I appreciate this. I, you know, I remember, um, oh. Well, uh, where do you come up with all this information, Steve? I don't really track <laughs> any of this stuff, but, uh. Mostly from guests on the show who have uh, told us, that, you know, I just pay attention. I listen. That's kind of the way the the game is played on this show is uh, bring on guests who know the facts and have the receipts. You know, some of the whistleblowers we've had, we've had Steve Friend and Kyle Serafin, and they basically <laughs> said, if you want to look and, and see what you're not being told, look over here. And I do. And of course, the politicians say, don't look over there. There's nothing to see there, folks. Um you know, like the old Naked Gun movies with uh, Leslie Nielsen, you know, and there's nothing to see here, nothing folks, while everything's here. blowing up and yeah. crashing all around. That's D.C. I actually, that show is broadcast in D.C. So, um, you know, they, they know I know. Let's put it that way. So um, next up, I sat, well, anything else you want to comment on? No, that? no, I just, you know, if I've, I've said before, most of politics is run by a criminal syndicate. And I think they just all vie for the different positions. And that's why it's like you're like watching a, a cheesy 70s movie about criminals. And you got the, the godfather meeting with the other godfathers and they're sitting around. And then the son's kind of doing his thing. And they're like, uh, Sonny, that's not what you need to be doing. But you know what? We're going to protect you. And, you know, even if it means some heads roll, we'll, we'll take care of you. Uh, but throttle it back. But we all know Johnny. That's just his way, and and it's literally that's how this all works. And uh, yeah, yeah, that that would be called made men in the mafia. Yeah, but they are they are princelings, like princelings. I had said, or yep. or like Saddam Hussein's kids. Yeah, and we just happen to be living through an era where they weren't smart enough to keep it secret. It's all very disclosed. At least the mafia kept see... things secret. These guys don't. It's just out exactly, there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Until the feds learned how to start wiretapping and doing that kind of thing, it was all behind closed doors. Yep. But these guys, like Hunter Biden himself, had an addiction to videotaping himself for all the things he did. So there's an entire <laughs> digital trail of everything that they ever did. And the question is, who's going to pick it up? Who's Elliot Ness? who is, you know, the Jack Ryan character in, in the Tom Clancy books to actually met out some justice. And we'll have to wait and see, but gives us lots of content for the show and sure need does. to go on other shows. So yeah. next up, I sat down with John Jubilee and Chelsea of EnergizedHealth.com, our sponsor, uh, on the Carrie Farr show. Um, of course, if you do check out energizedhealth.com, be sure to tell them Steve and Steve sent you from the Milk Review podcast. Um, it was one of Carrie Farr's last shows after 35 years talking about, well, me. Check it out, and I hope you like it. We'll talk about it after. I might cry. Let her rip. Carrie Farr, welcome in your corner. Hey, our good friends, John and Chelsea Jubilee are back with us again today, and they've got some exciting information to help you with your health. John, Chelsea, good to see you guys again. You always give me that big old bear. Look at that arm, folks. Look look at that thing right there. Can you believe this guy's 90 years old? John. <laughs> Tell us your story, John, as we get started today. Uh, well, Carrie, I'm super excited and uh, you know, a lot of people already know our story. Obviously, we've been friends for a long, a long, long time. And 
but but I've got something special I'm going to share today, and uh, and, and I, w- I want to talk to pastors today. I, I want I want pastors, and and if you're not a pastor, you need to make sure that your pastor watches this show, um, because pastors are all about soul winning, right, and getting people healthy, well, in their spirit. But we want them to be healthy in their spirit, but also in their mind and, and in their body. But we've got a story we're going to share with somebody today, and uh, pastors, you might have not thought of the net of health and wellness as a soul winning net, but it is a soul winning net. And I've got someone here that's going to share his story with you. So can we bring him on the set? We sure can. Uh-huh. We, want to, we want to show some pictures of him first, right? Yeah. Let's tell, tell us his name, introduce him as he comes on. His name is Steve Abronowitz. Steve Abronowitz. We're going to show you his before picture. So this is Steve before he joined our protocol. Steve Abramowitz, is that Abramowitz? Abramowitz. Son of Abraham. All right. Is that an Italian name? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to connect that with pasta. <laughs> mm. No, that's Stretch. not going to connect. <laughs> well, Steve, so nice to see you. Thank Thanks you for, for joining me. us today. Yeah. John, tell us, tell us a little bit about, of course, we just saw the amazing photo beforehand. Tell us a little bit about Steve's well, story. Well, it's not an amazing before photo, so Steve, I'm going to let you just jump right in and t- tell your story. Uh, the whole story from the beginning. All right, well, uh, I found out about John and Chelsea Jubilee from a podcaster that I listened to. Um, uh, inspired me to pick up the phone when I saw everybody during the time of COVID go the other direction, sitting on the couch and putting on too much weight, watching Netflix, because they weren't allowed to do anything else. And I said, that can't be good for you. So I made a connection. I pressed a button and got the free consultation. And unbeknownst to me, I thought it would be somebody in some far off land calling to say, well, you know, what's your social security number? We'll bill you. Uh, I get a call from John himself, the man himself, the founder and the scientist behind this whole thing saying, I know you don't believe this is going to happen. I know you don't think it can work for you. We love you because you're a beloved skeptic. What do you have to lose? And he said, money back guarantee. And I said, all right, we'll try it. And sure enough, it worked. And that's why I'm willing to come in here today and tell everybody about it, because I'm uh, I'm a living, breathing success story for Energized Health. Did you find it difficult at all, Steve, to do the program? Uh, You know, I was very motivated. Uh, Before I had made that phone call, aside from the COVID and laying around knowing that the extra weight coming on was not a good thing, I had my 50-year anniversary uh, uh, cholesterol checked and uh, came back at 400, which was about as much of a red flag that things aren't good inside as you're gonna get. And so I said, all right, definitely gotta do something. Can't just put it off another day. And so uh, jumping into it motivated me to stay with it, um, but it's only 88 days. Yeah. And if you see my chart, that was really 30 days when it really happened. So why wouldn't you keep going for another two months when it's dramatically changed and you couldn't have done it 88 days if the first 30 days didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like you, once your heart starts beating and your blood is flowing and you're feeling good and you got that energy and your eyes are clear, um, you are able to power through it. And before you know it, you're looking back and you're saying, hey, uh, I'm in maintenance now for the rest of my life because I've learned the habits, the muscle memory that will keep it off. And I liked it so much, I actually became a coach for them for several months. Isn't that amazing? I had five jobs at the time, and it was my sixth, so I was able to do it as best I could. You're a busy man. Yeah. I wish my brother could have done what you did during COVID. I had a brother that was 12 years younger than me that was over 300 pounds, and he got COVID, and they took him into the hospital, and I'm certain they killed him in the hospital 
He laid in bed for 10 days and had cardiac arrest. And, you know, in here, you heard about their program. And while my brother, at the same time, was going through this, you were improving your health and saving your life. And, mm -hmm. and I applaud you for that. And, and Carrie, if we could, we'll, we'll show something real quick. Uh, for our viewers. So this, these are the charts of what happened. And you'll notice that the things move in the right direction. So we teach people they need to increase their intracellular hydration. You see it going up. Increase your lean muscle mass. Decrease your subcutaneous and your visceral fat. You see all those things happen. And then take a look at this before picture. And here's the after picture of what happened in just 88 short days. And I didn't think I would do it. You know, I, going through the protocol once a week, you get on the conference call with these two wonderful people and you watch everybody else's testimonials and you just know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I didn't think I would say, hey, post my picture, you know, here it is. But the guy who was in the befores didn't exist anymore. So I'm like, I'm not embarrassed of him. He's gone. He's over. And here's the one that, wow, that actually looks pretty good. It's dramatic change. Go ahead. So it's on the website. Yeah, and you healed the body. Yeah, that's what's amazing. Well, and, and the spirit and the mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, e and even more amazing, as amazing as that before and after picture is, there's something even greater that happened uh, because this son of Abraham, you know, um, share, share what happened in your spiritual journey. Yeah. Born in the 70s. Uh, my father died. Um, uh, I'm just in, trying to bring uh, up in the 1977. I was six years old um, from leukemia. Not exactly nope. sure uh, Energized Health existed back then, but uh, he passed away, and he was an Orthodox Jew who came from Eastern Europe uh, after World War II and, uh, and uh, lived in California where I was born. And um, I went through my religious, you know, 1970s, 80s, uh, West Coast uh, upbringing where I went to Sunday school just until soccer season started. And then, you know, that was the end of that because soccer was on Sunday. So not a very orthodox Jew, let's just put it that way. And he was gone, so he wasn't there to guide. My mom was doing the best she could as a single mom. Uh, and I w went through my program. I, I was bar mitzvahed, so I became, you know, into the faith. And then just kind of left to my own devices. Church of Steve, got to grow up my own way, doing whatever I wanted to do. Uh, and then right around the same time as, as uh, this, I knew this was going to happen, um, I took the fat plaque off my heart because of these folks, and that gave all the room in the world for God to step right in there. Wow. And I tell everybody that John and Chelsea told Jesus to find me, and he did. Wow. And I was uh, <clears throat> baptized with my daughter on my last birthday uh, almost a year and a half ago. And he was the son of Abraham too, my brother, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So well, praise the Lord. That's wonderful. That's right, and so uh, the, the the spiritual part of the is not not um, a marketing gimmick. It's not a sales pitch. It is true, and you would only know that if you did it, and it happened to me like it did. So, so do we want to continue on, Steve, or do we want to just chat a little bit about what you're uh, you're dealing with there, and and uh, your uh... you can interject, and then we can run it for the for the rest of the time. We got something on your mind. Yeah, I just, I just find that when you've made that decision to go forward and you found these guys, I mean, there's a number of companies out there doing their own thing, and my wife hooked into one to help her out with her life. 
I just want to tell folks that trying to do it on your own, especially if you don't know how to navigate change of life, change of patterns, change of lifestyle, you need someone like these guys to come alongside you and give you the guidance, give you the, 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 the physical proof, the scientific proof, all that, and the assistance and the coaching. Steve, did you find that the coaching was very uh, pivotal as part of your program, of being able to call them up on a weekly basis, touching base? Yeah, so the way they operate is once a week, and there's a Zoom call with people from all over the country at all different phases of the program. So if you are day one and it happens to be a Tuesday night, you get on the Zoom call, you're there with people on day 87, 88, 200. You know, they've come back as alumni and you get to get testimonials, let's just say, or encouragement from everybody from all different stages because it is a little bit confusing. You're learning something in those months. They also give you a daily motivational video, which were hugely helpful. You know, some people who are on the protocol right now, they're in the summer months. They, you know, can enjoy the early sunrise. They get out there get it over with, come back and start the rest of their day. I did it September, October, November in Seattle. So there were days when I was out on the street in the snow because you can't miss a day. But those videos that you got um, of encouragement in the morning helped you snap out of bed, get in there and go because you know what the end result is going to be in it. And it's a good thing. And so, yes, no question about it. John and Chelsea are very charismatic folks, very smart, very uh, aware of their process and how it affects many people differently. Not everybody's going to go there and come out baptized. Let's just say like I did. That's I think <laughs> kind of a rare thing, yeah, but they've had yeah. like 55,000 clients. Um, and there is the opportunity there if if you're looking for it and the time is right, um, like I was. Perfect. So yeah, no, they they are great, great folks and they've been hugely supportive of the show and hugely supportive of me and a lot of my business. And and actually John is on the board of Mill Creek View. So <clears throat> those type of coaches like that are hard to come by and they're just amazing people. Well, good. I'll, I'll plug you back in here. All John, right. you, you've become an evangelist with Energized Health. You know what? We're and ninja. angels rejoice. Yeah. We're, 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 we're ninja evangelists mm -hmm. um, because through that open doorway, everyone knows they need to get healthy. Uh, whether they're Jewish or Hindu or Buddhist or atheist, everyone knows they need to get healthy. And so that's a big, broad door. That was an easy door for Steve to come through. But when you come through that door, and uh, Steve could tell you better than us, but when you hang out with Chelsea and I on those daily videos, uh, we just share from our heart. We share from our heart. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always, as you know, t I tell people, my, my wife's so fun, and she's so engaging, and, uh, you know, we, we have no scripts. We have no, uh, you know, tel teleprompters. We just talk from our heart with people every day on the daily videos. So people really mm -hmm. get to know us well. And we can't help but share our stories of, of faith and of victory and how God has changed our life. And, and that has an impact, right? Yeah, I mean, not only that, but just the, the energized part of energized health. I can't do any of the things that I do day to day now without what we were able to. If I was that same guy, 200 and whatever it was, 20 pounds uh, post-COVID, with or without getting COVID, just the era of COVID, um, you know, I wouldn't be doing three shows a day, two on Saturday. I wouldn't be doing my day job, which is wealth management. I wouldn't be doing move, packing up a car, driving across country with my dog 
from Seattle to Tennessee because my mind was clear enough to say that life is over. The new born again one is going to take place in a place mm -hmm. like here. Amen. There's so much energy that you just couldn't, you can't fathom unless you're actually cleaned out. Yeah. Well, Steve, tell us a little bit about your podcast and how people can connect with you. Sure. Thanks for asking. Um, it's called the Mill Creek View Tennessee Podcast. Uh, it's based here in Franklin, Tennessee. It's all about Tennessee stories, interesting people making an impact uh, in our community and world today. Um, it's been almost 100 episodes now, um, fascinating people everywhere from culture, politics, sports, authors, entertainment. Uh, I've had folks like uh, Marsha Blackburn and uh, um, Jack Johnson, the speaker, the uh, majority leader of the Senate in Nashville, and then artists and uh, FBI whistleblowers and just, you know, real people that believe in truth. They're lovers of truth. Uh, a lot of them happen to be born again, but that doesn't really matter. If they're interesting and they care about truth, I want to talk to them and they come on the show. Mill Creek View, Tennessee. Mill Creek View, Tennessee. Well, awesome. We'll check on that ourselves. Check you out. Thank you. Yeah. And to find you guys, Energized Health. Yeah, they can just go to energizedhealth.com. And just again, it's energized, Z-E-D, health.com. And you know, we if you if you didn't if you missed us last week, what we love to talk about is mind, body, spirit healing. So it's one thing to get healthy in your physical body, but to have true optimal health. See, even what happened in Steve's story is when people are caught up in not feeling good or trauma or whatever they're at, it's really hard to get quiet and know God. It's very difficult. And this is this is part of what John and I love to do, is this is the truth. You know, God's the, the truth, the way, the life, like that is the answer. And so when people don't feel physically good, even if they are Christian, they're not out there making the impact that God wants them to make, you know, to evangelize. Like we're all called to evangelize. But when you don't feel good, you're laid up in your bed, you're overweight, like whatever it is, you're not your optimal health and you're surely not optimal for the kingdom. And so this is our biggest, you know, thing that we we really love to talk about with people. Yeah. Well, well, and John, let me ask you this before you say what you're going to say. People that didn't see last week's program, tell them a little bit about what Steve went through, what the Energized Health Program is, and how it can benefit pastors and congregations. Well, I'll, well, I'll talk about pastors and congregations. I'm going to let Steve talk about real, real people because he is a real person. Um, and by the way, this is, uh, you know, Carrie, how long have you known me? 15 years at least. 15 years. So is it sustainable? Well, you look, you look the same as you did 15 years ago. So, <laughs> it's sustainable. Yeah, I guess it is, right? <laughs> it's sustainable. 15 years later, that's what, you know, right? A picture's worth a thousand words. So, uh, so like Steve said earlier, it, it's not some marketing gimmick. It's not some, you know, quick fix or whatever. No, it's, it's a real true scientific protocol that whether someone's a believer or non-believer, they can come in that big door. Uh, you know, this is real science. This is the only patent pending science in the world of intracellular hydration, how to actually transform at the cellular level. So Jesus shared... Through diet and hydration. No, I hate that word diet. I'm not going to use the word diet. Well, I mean, I'm through... Gonna, I'm going to teach... Uh, I'm tell gonna, me what it is that's not diet then. It, it's, it's not diet. It's, it's following a scientific sequence of methodologies of what we're going to teach people. To, it's just part of their everyday life that they learn, oh, here's a new way to live 
So just like Jesus walked with 12 men for three and a half years, and he showed them a different way to live. When they were in that boat fishing, they said, Lord, we fished all night. He said, yeah, well, I'm going to teach you something new about fishing you didn't know. They're like, we've been lifetime fishermen. This is our family business. He said, well, just cast your net on the other side. When they obeyed him, it literally, it was an economic miracle that they brought in more fish than they'd ever brought in. And by the way, something people don't pick up on in that story, it said when they called for their partners, they also participated in the miracle. All their ships began to sink because all of them got blessed. So I really see our transformation, our scientific protocol as a gift from God for all of the church and all that choose to come partner to be blessed spiritually, physically, you know, in their spirit, soul, and body. And guess what? There's even a financial blessing with it. Because when you have more energy, when you have more energy, you can do more work, you can be more productive. In a less amount of time, you can have more joy in your life. And so to the pastors out there, I'd say, you know, how'd you like to have this guy sitting in your congregation, you know, who was an unsaved Jewish man, and he, now he's a highly productive networker, influencer, and a kingdom representative. And this is more than a year ago, by the way, so this is not some quick fix things. This is sustainable for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Me, 27 years. Steve, he's in year one, but guess what? He'll have his 27th birthday too of his mm -hmm. transformation. But Steve, would you talk to real people out there and, and share with them what's, what's possible for them? Well, the easiest one to, to illustrate is, um, you know, when I started, I was literally 50 years old. Um, on the scale, I was 54 years old. So something was not right between my gravity years and my health years. I was older than I was. After the 30 to say 60 and a half days, I was now 49 going towards 48. So literally it added years to my life, which is no different than adding energy to your day, hours in your day when you're not sleeping, when you're being productive, when you are, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of hokey, but in prayer, you can, well, maybe not, it's going to sound hokey, this is a religious show, but it's going to give you that much more of an opportunity to, to count your blessings and to be able to say mm -hmm. clearly, I, you know, I, I'm wearing glasses now, but these prescriptions are not what I, used, I started with. It cleared the blood vessels in the eyes as well because that water, that living water, going from what I was just a normal everyday American at something like, I think it was 45, you can see it on the charts there, 45% water when you're supposed to be 60. The difference there by bringing in the muscle and the water and pushing out the fat, something like 70 pounds of it, you can, you can tell just chemically speaking or just, just uh, metabolically speaking, the difference in the human, the, the, the flesh, the, the body, it can only be more clear and productive and, and energized. That is fabulous. Chelsea, we know that there's two types of aging, chronological and physiological. So what Steve is saying is that he couldn't reverse the calendar when he was 50 or 51 years of age. The, you know, that was his age in years, but physiologically, he reverses age. Explain how that happens. 
Well, it has everything to do with what, what we teach, the cellular, you know, everything's cellular. So body, God designed the body to be in a state of homeostasis, which is harmony. The body was meant to heal itself and be at your full capacity. But unfortunately, through life, especially that first 18 years of life, you know, we scientifically know it wreaks havoc on the on the system in way more ways than we can count. Because what happens is your flight or fight response is thrown off the way that we deal with stress. So when our body's overloaded with stress, it serves as a hardener on top of a cellular wall. So not to get too sciencey, it's just like as if a cell was like a glass marble. So if you're pouring a bunch of water on top of that marble, not much of that is going to get in there. So your body has trillions of cells. It makes up everything that has to do with the body. So just like Steve's talking about his mind, his organs, everything that he reversed, his metabolic age, all of that has everything to do with cellular health. What our protocol does is it opens up the cellular wall porous like a sponge and the hydration comes in, the toxins go out, it leaves no place for inflammation. So the body is like, wait, what is this? Get out of, get out of here. So we, everybody will go through a natural detox, 100% natural, everything we do. So if you look at it like ingredients, there's a recipe, there's ingredients that make up a recipe. We just give you the proper ingredients for your body to live in a state of homeostasis in the, the mind, the body, and the spirit. All three are equally important for that optimal health, which is the transformation that you could see happen in Steve's life. Yeah. And remember, that's two trillion, four trillion, six, eight trillion cells right here, not counting the space in between, but God created it all, every bit of it, right? So if we're going to live in the state that he wanted us in, and his name is imprinted on every one of our strands of DNA, you can get into that if you want, uh, you have to do it. You have to live in that state of homeostasis or else you're not obeying, like John said earlier. And so you're not healthy. Healthy and, equals obey. Yeah. And the impact. See, just Steve's story. Did you have this podcast before you did the protocol? Nope. Okay. So do you imagine the amount of people Steve's reaching now? So this is what we love to do. Steve is now out there making an impact. Okay. He couldn't do that before. Now, times Steve by thousands, <laughs> right? Every, you're out there making a huge impact for the kingdom. Like that's how God wants his people to live. He's like, okay, go out, make disciples. But when you don't feel good, you don't have the energy to do that. No. And it's not, you know, they don't advertise this. This is not like a little side thing at the bottom sponsored by Jesus Christ. I mean, when you're on the protocol, for me, not everybody, I mean, we've had 100,000 clients, somebody's going to get touched and maybe a lot of people are going to get touched, but not everybody. Other people are just going to take the weight off, have the energy, do their day job and be great. But the ones that are blessed will go on and tell people about it like I'm telling people right now, you know. Yeah, praise the Lord. And we don't even market for Christians. They naturally right. come. They'll they'll tell us, hey, I God woke me up in the middle of the night. I had a dream. I mean, the craziest of stories. And we have so many people that are out there doing kingdom work now when they were never involved in that. That's It's amazing. like God, it, they get re, they get literally get like go through a reawakening. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's because the, the plaque off the heart, off the organs, off the, the brain. Gives uh, you, yeah. More and the hydration sure. lets you use that part of the brain. They always tell you you're not using, which is where the God particles are. And so when you have more receptive, you're, when you're more receptive to that, you can. Yeah. And John, we've got about two minutes left. 
your lovely wife said something that I want you to expound on. When you get on this program, it leaves no room for inflammation. It seems like more people are sick today because of inflammation. Expound on that a little bit more before we close. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'll just make it simple um, for everyone. So, you know, when you start out as a baby, you know, your cells are just wide open. They're wide open when we're, we're babies. You don't have any inflammation, you know, in your body. And you naturally are 60% hydrated when, when you're a baby. But as life happens, the cell starts closing down. Oxidation, stress, it starts closing that cell where it does become like that glass marble. Well, inside of the cell gets trapped inflammation and toxins get trapped in there. So now we're just living with it. Now we start just thinking, well, I just got older. This is just how I have to feel. I don't have the energy. But through intracellular hydration and the transformation of this cell, when it opens, it's like a river just washes out. Mm -hmm. It flushes out the inflammation and the toxins out of the body. Wow. And the same is true for spiritual, right? Betrayal, Betrayal all the things we hurt, go through, hurt, trauma. trauma, divorce, it does the same thing. That's what we call cellular trauma. They're equally important. I think that's called living water. Amen. That's wonderful. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Steve, is there anything else you want to say before you, before we close? Well, I just want to thank them, of course, for transforming my life. It's literally called the transformation. and um, The Jubilee Transformation, yeah. Energized Health Transformation, 88 days. Um, and thank you for it. Thank you for creating it. Thank you for allowing me to go through it and bringing me into sort of the, the club as a, as a coach for that time being so I could help some other people try to do exactly what I did. And, you know, thank you for having me on your show. Oh, I really appreciate it. We're honored it. to have you and so thankful for your testimony. And Wow. So now, who's this Kerry Farr guy? I do not know who he is. Uh, so he's a pastor and a long time um, sh has a show called the In Your Corner. He used to be a boxing coach, so that's where oh. the In Your Corner comes from. And he was kind enough to invite me on with John and Chelsea in town, and we sat down and did that. Um, and thanks, folks, for indulging us in that. If you're still here, um, if you take up uh, take us up on the free consultation, and you should, uh, if you do it today by October, you'll be transformed, money back guaranteed. And uh, be sure to tell them that Mill Creek View, Steve and Steve sent you. And uh, and good luck. I think it's totally worth your time. Um, yeah. And stay tuned for our Steve and Steve segment. With Columbia, Tennessee-based EnergizeHealth.com, you lose fat fast, simply and naturally, without restrictive exercise or cardboard dry, tasteless food. Revolutionize your health with this proprietary 88-day science from John and Chelsea Jubilee. People report getting off medications and reversing ailments. Energy, mental clarity, and alertness go through the roof. Look and feel many years younger and oftentimes unrecognizable. I know. I'm an alumnus and lost 70 pounds of fat with John and Chelsea and wouldn't have energy to do three shows a week without it. Hit the link in show notes for your free consultation and discount. Money back guarantee so you have nothing to lose but unhealthy fat. EnergizedHealth.com I don't understand How 
bit of a different show today. That's what happens when guests don't show up. But welcome to the Steve and Steve segment of our show where we cover what we just heard. Producer Steve, what did you think of our recent media hits? Well, I really liked it. And I just want to uh, interpose here real quick. I was trying something new with uh, for our Rumble fans. You're already watching us on Rumble. And you saw that I was some screens went off and I was trying to share that clip. And my technology or the Zoom technology is not was not jiving. Fortunately, the audio for all everybody on the audio side, our podcast, uh, it was just fine. But uh, other than that, uh, yes, we do have, by the way, a Mill Creek View Rumble channel that you can find all the stuff that we've done in the past, as well as his interview there with uh, Kerry Farr and uh, the Energized People. And uh, I've really found it was really interesting to hear your story, Steve. And I know a little bit about it because we've met and, um, and I've heard a little bit about your testimony and everything about coming to Christ and uh, how we met through the flame and all that good stuff. Um, are you doing any more coaching at this point? Or are you so busy dealing with the Mill Creek that you, and your, and your, uh, your, um, and by the way, he's also a financial advisor. So, between those two, I don't think you have a lot of time for coaching, do you? Not a lot of time for coaching. I only do it now one-on-ones with individuals who get their own coach. So, for example, I brought two people um, that I know in this area to Energized Health. And while they go through their uh, training, they get uh, one day with their coach a week. Uh, I fill in the gaps with what I know just to try to be an extra support because it's not easy. But what I did find was that if couples do it, husband and wife, much more easier than just on oh. your own because sometimes the wife doesn't want to participate, doesn't want to make sure the meals are there. The husband, you know, doesn't want to do that. You know, it's just, it's so much easier if it's a team. And so the, with husband and wives that I meet and introduce, happy to help like that. So um, anyway, let's get into the show. Taxpayer-funded American Library Association provides tactics for disrupting conservative events in public libraries. If you have a Kirk Cameron story hour booked in your library, have a library-sponsored Pride Festival the same day and fill the library with rainbows, quote-unquote. American Library Association director Deborah Stone Caldwell shared ways, you got to watch out for those three name people, shares ways that librarians can keep control, unquote, of their libraries. She's giving direction specifically about our, quote, see you at the library event happening August 5th across the country. Clip number one. Well, we've caught the attention of the American Library Association. Here's a clip from Director Deborah Stone Caldwell on a Zoom conference she held with librarians across the country with specific instruction on how they can handle our See You at the Library event happening August 5th. Check this out. Could you clarify what you said about Kirk Cameron room booking? You're a public agency. Unfortunately, it's a little bit of Caesar's coin there. You're committed to non-discrimination in the provision of services. So if someone wants, you know, who's eligible to use the room, books the room and has a Kirk Cameron story hour, you know, they're entitled to do that. The law protects their ability to do that. But what you can do is exercise your own speech as an institution. You know, you, you know, public libraries actually have their own right to engage in government speech, to make clear what their mission is, who they support, what their goals are. And so if you have a Kirk Cameron story hour booked in your library. You could actually have a library sponsored pride festival the same day 
and fill the library with rainbows and have other programming in place. You can put posters on the wall that make clear what the library's mission and commitment to inclusion and diversity is um, as people walk in. Um, you can make sure that there are anti-harassment provisions in your behavior policy. There are many steps you can take to make it clear where the library stands while observing your obligations uh, as an institution obligated to follow the First Amendment rules, which do apply to every user in the community. Well, we've caught the well I love this insider baseball, Steve, when you get somebody that reports on this. Now you know how this really operates. Yeah, they tell on themselves. They don't hide it anymore. And, uh, you know, Kirk Cameron, episode 55, I'd rather have one Kirk Cameron than a thousand Deborah Stone Caldwells. Next story. World's largest education content publisher promotes radical political agenda in U.S. schools and government. Hmm, sounds like a conspiracy theory that Steve has been harping on for 10 years. Pearson, the world's largest educational public educational publisher, said it will include the ideology of critical race theory in everything it produces. Huh. The Pearson content that includes critical race theory, DEI mandates, and gender ideology may conflict with state and federal civil rights laws. Hmm. Lawmakers should study Pearson's editing guidelines and reject such woke content. Taxpayers should not have to pay for propaganda in public schools and government. Pearson, again, the world's largest educational publisher, calls itself the world's learning company. The prospects for Andy Beard, or Bird, Pearson's new boss, the economist October 17, 2020, the British publishing giant produced the exam that was once administered to students in 24 U.S. states and Washington, D.C. as part of the Common Core National Standards. It has contracted with the U.S. government to produce assessments for federal employees. It remains the largest publisher of U.S. college textbooks. I'll never forget when I was on the board of my kids and my wife's religious temple, largest west of the Mississippi without outing them. Um, and yes, in the evil King County, Seattle, when they had a Planned Parenthood employee as a substitute in the fifth graders Sunday school classroom. Needless to say, I was freaked. And that was before membership was open to LGBT. Back then, it was just those four, LGB and barely T. Now it's a pride parade every Sunday. Anyway, uh, this story. Planned Parenthood is banned across the Saskatchewan after supplying ninth graders with sexual explicit card games for queer use that teaches them about being attracted to TVs, kink, and extreme pornography. Planned Parenthood Regina in Saskatchewan delivered a seminar to grade nine students and offered a game that includes descriptions of extreme sex acts. The organization was banned from schools after parents complained to officials. That's good. The local school district was said it wasn't aware the inappropriate material would be offered after the seminar. Children were offered an A to Z guide that included descriptions of extreme sex acts. Each word was accompanied by a letter card, which included a cartoon depiction of the term. Like A is for autophilatio, what? B is for bisexual, C is for cathodia. One can be attracted to one's television set. What the hell? They had a Cathode, really stretch as, as is it a cathode tube like a yeah yeah yep. not a catheter but a cathodilla c-a-t-h-o-d-i-l-l-i-a uh, 
<laughs> they really had to stretch for that one. They couldn't have thought of something else for C, but okay, whatevs. D, Dingleberry, E, Erection. Worse and worse. Z, Zagnut. I'll let you Google that one. No, no, no. Don't Google it. It's gross. Uh, but these are ninth graders, folks. Unbelievable. Uh, this from the Daily Skeptic. Their masthead motto is question everything, stay sane, live free. Not a bad mission statement. Okay, here it is. How is Planned Parenthood still a 501c3? By Athena Thorne, June 19, 2023. Planned Parenthood, as it turns out, has violated 501c3 federal law by opposing candidates in public statements, writes Sean Elijah Levan, an undergraduate student at Columbia University, the oldest university in America, by the way. God, he must be miserable there. This should cause them to lose, back to the article, this should cause them to lose their tax exempt status reserved for churches and charities, he argues, pointing out that the church at Pierce Creek lost their tax exempt status in 1993 over opposing President Clinton. Planned Parenthood possesses the title of 501c3, a classified conferred, a classification conferred to nonprofits and churches, among other entities. The organization, with a net worth of $2 billion, received tax breaks as a result. Planned Parenthood is the largest provider of abortions in America and routinely faces criticism by pro-life organizations for its mass abortions, including late-term abortions. As a 501c3, Planned Parenthood falls under the jurisdiction of Title 26 of the United States Code of Laws, Section 501, Section C3. The statute specifies that a 501c3 does not participate in or intervene in, including the publishing or distribution of statements, any political campaign on behalf of or in opposition to any candidate for public office. According to an IRS website, intervention in a political campaign, quote, indirectly or directly is expressly prohibited. Quick quiz, Steve. You ever hear about the Catholic priests and all the um, shenanigans that were going on back uh, about sexual abuse with children? Yes, I have. What would you guess the average yearly cases of child sexual abuse from the U.S. Department of Education says uh, are with Catholic priests last year? I I do not know. I do not know. Two, 201, which is pretty awful, right? What would you guess the public school employees' average yearly cases of child sexual abuse claims are? Uh, well over 800 to 1,000. 29,000. Oh. You can look it up. U.S. Department of Education. Next story. Pfizer vaccine batches in the EU were placebos, says scientists. Scientists have uncovered startling evidence that a substantial portion of the batches of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines deployed in the European Union may in fact have consisted of placebos and that the German regulator knew this and did not subject them to quality control testing. These batches had as many as 8,000 suspected adverse events associated with them. 8,000 out of 80,000 doses would give a reporting rate of one suspected adverse event for every 10 doses. And Diker notes that some of the blue batches are indeed associated with a reporting rate of as high as one suspected adverse event for every six doses. On Diker's calculation, the blue batches represented less than 5% of the total number of doses, including the Danish study. Nonetheless, they are associated with nearly 50% of the 579 deaths recorded in the sample. Unbeknownst to most observers, it is precisely the German regulatory agency, the Paul Ehrlich Institute, PEI, which is, in principle, responsible for quality control of all the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine supply in the EU, this reflects the fact that the actual legal manufacturer of the vaccine, as well as the marketing authorization holder in the EU, 
is the German company BioNTech, not its more well-known American partner, Pfizer. You know what? Next Steve, story. Steve, yes. What? I, I just need to interject. Go. Many of us who've investigated this whole thing figured that there were millions and millions and millions of doses of um, saline solution. And that's why the rates of, of so many people not having adverse effects is because a lot of it wasn't real. Yeah, I would like to get to the, uh, the, the medical records of a lot of the politicians who went on TV and celebrities who I'm going to talk about in a second that's, that probably took saline and knew it. Anyway, got to love Hollywood. They just won't change. They don't get the memo from Target and Transweiser <laughs> Bush or Starbucks. They just double down, triple down, quadruple down. This headline is amazing. LGBTQ celebrities and allies call on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter to stop the flow of anti-trans hate and malicious disinformation about trans healthcare. True allies do not profit from anti-LGBTQ hate. June 27, 2023. Two, Mark Zuckerberg, Meta Platform, Inc. As celebrities, influencers, and prominent public figures with significant followings on social media, we, the undersigned, are calling on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter to fulfill the promises you've made to transgender, non-binary, gender non-conforming, and all LGBTQ users in your terms of service. There has been a massive systemic failure to prohibit hate, harassment, and malicious anti-LGBTQ disinformation on your platform, and it must be addressed. I'd read all the names that signed this, but I only recognized a few. Zoe Dachanel, the girlfriend of Will Ferrell's buddy and elf, Wanda Sykes, unfunny comedian, Rosario Dawson, Senator Cory Booker's fake girlfriend, commie, Patrick Stewart, Captain Picard from modern Star Trek, 120 more actors making their living talking on screen, advocating against free speech. Interesting. Mental illness has run amok and now running the country. Time for serious pushback. We must not allow the freaks of society to dictate social policy to the rest of the country. Going after your children should be the last straw uh, for any parent. Three school districts in the state of New Jersey require parental notification if a child begins transitioning their gender. As a result, they're being sued by the state. This is outrageous and shows that concerned parents who have been showing up at school board meetings in recent years had every right to be worried about where things are going. Well, that's only New Jersey, right? Way over there, wrong. Breaking news, woke Arizona high school counselor who helped organize drag show for students arrested and accused of having sex with a 15-year-old girl. We've been told that teachers talking to kids about sex, fantasies, orientation doesn't lead to grooming. Well, there you go. Maybe now we can finally put to bed the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing used against Trump um, was as a hoax. Here it is. CIA admits Obama launched it. Clip number two. President Obama, we might not have done the intelligence community. Set off a whole sequence of events which are still unfolding today, notably Special Counsel Mueller's investigation. President Obama is responsible for that, and it was he who tasked us to do that intelligence community assessment uh, in the first place. Look, we didn't know that there was an FBI investigation of Trump. I didn't. President Obama didn't. It was he who tasked us to do that intelligence community assessment in the first place. Literally, I learned about the FBI investigation in Trump as a private citizen in the freaking Washington Post. Like, so, like, this, you have to understand that 
we actually abided by <laughs> the, the long-standing practice of the White House not getting involved in that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The Republicans on the Hill seem to be focusing on the dossier. And we had nothing to do with went, that. Yeah, so you, you had, you never. <laughs> James Clapper telling the truth and a staffer lying. New York State's directive to schools lied to parents. Secret gender transition is now the faulty, oh, sorry, secret gender transition is now the default policy for the state's public schools. The New York State Department of Education, NYSED, published a legal update and best practices document for how schools should serve transgender and gender expansive students. The key takeaway, if your child decides that he or she wants to socially transition to the opposite gender, it is now a best practice for the school to lie to you about it. Only the student, the NYSED declares, knows whether it is safe to share their identity with the caregiver. The baseline assumption then is that unaffirming parents are dangerous to their children. I guess they can all run away to Washington and California now yep. where they are affirmed yep. by law. What do you say if you know you're busted and don't want to answer questions? I don't know anything. I plead the fifth. Ah, or might you say, speak to my lawyer? I don't have a lawyer, Steve, so I would just say plead the fifth. All right, we'll check this out. Clip number three. Alleging, was the president there or not? I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Council. They have addressed this, and I refer you to them. Go ahead. Karine, have you spoken to the president about this? Have you asked him whether he was there with his son on July 30th? This is not a conversation that I've had with the president. Again, I would refer you to the White House Council. Do you plan to have that conversation no. with the president? No. Did the president speak with the attorney general at all? I can't. I, I, I cannot say uh, if the president uh, had had a conversation with the attorney general last night. What I can refer you to is the White House Counsel's Office as it relates to the uh, allegations. Uh, they've already addressed this. This is something for them to deal with. I refer you to the Department of Justice on anything else if you don't want to speak to the White House Counsel's Office. And there was <sighs> yeah. You know why she has to say that? Because uh, she could be. Re uh Go ahead. I, I can't get the word out of my mouth. I, I I think you're on the right track there because she'd be hopeless. She'd have to admit it. She would have to be under oath and sell what she knows. So she better plead the Fifth Amendment, which is against self-incrimination or her Miranda rights. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you yep. say will be held against you in a court of law. Here's something you might not know. Thanks to Obama, it is perfectly legal for the media to purposely lie to the American people. He signed into law H.R. 4310, you can look it up, in 2012, yep. allowing propaganda to be used on the citizens of the United States of America by its own government, essentially repealing the Smith-Munt Act of 1948, banning the use of domestic propaganda. So when they said wear a mask, safe and effective, they were legally allowed to do it. Yep. I think they're in big trouble. Sorry, folks, I find this information valuable. Hope you do too, even if I went a little long. Stay tuned for my last thoughts of the month. Hello, this is Alice Rowley uh, calling in and joining you from Nashville, Tennessee, where I'm running to serve as our city's 10th mayor. And you are listening to the Mill Creek View Tennessee podcast. Welcome to my quotes for the day. But before I share, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to Mill Creek View Podcast. Just go to Rumble or Spotify or iTunes or Deezer 
and hit the subscribe button for all the shows and follow us all the time. That's pretty much five days a week now. While you're there, leave a comment and I or one of us of the hosts will read it. And thanks for doing it. I have wondered at times what the Ten Commandments would have looked like if Moses had run through the U.S. Congress. Ronald Reagan. Congress cannot be allowed to impose burdens on the American people while relieving its own members, while relieving its own members of those burdens. Ron DeSantis. This country has come to feel the same when Congress is in session as when the baby gets hold of a hammer. Will Rogers. I have been up to see the Congress, and they do not seem to be able to do anything except eat peanuts and chew tobacco while my army is starving. Robert E. Lee. You can lead a man to Congress, but you can't make him think. Milton Burrow, Uncle Milty. I don't think most of Congress understands how economics works. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Reagan proved that deficits don't matter. Vice President Dick Cheney. Did you, Dick? Did he really prove that? I think not. Maybe spending can go on a little bit longer, but at some point there will be a reckoning. That's it for this episode. That's it for this month. That's it for half of this year. Really hope you liked it. Thank you, Steve, the producer, for helping me get through a show where the guest didn't arrive and for keeping an eye on the sound and making us look and sound good. Until next time, this is your host, Steve Abramowitz, editor-in-chief of mcview.us. See you next Wednesday. Peace in our time. or opinions represented on the podcast are personal and belong solely to the creator and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the creator may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.